Vank and Bank. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Welcome to Papa Don't Preach. I'm here with my man, Bennett Miller. How you doing? Doing uh, fantastic today. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. Sorry you had to walk here. The street's closed. I did. There was a bit of uh, the resurface in the road and um, like a park. I was on the phone for like 15, 20 minutes, and I got them out, and like they're blacktop on the road, and I asked the guys like, "Hey, how do I cross? How am I going to cross the street?" And he's like, "Huh, I think about that until you ask me." <laughs> I was like, oh, "Glad you're the guy in charge." So I had to walk like a block and a half to go all the, the long way around. It's fine oof, though. Oof, I get some steps in. I'll, uh, we, our shuttle budget's a little, <laughs> yeah, it's a little non-existent at the moment, but I I will put that in. I'll submit it. We'll see what the people at the top say. Yeah, we get one of those neighborhood shuttles. We can hook the, you know. Have you seen those around? I've seen those around, but still way out of my budget. Yeah, also, I don't think I need to be like 66 or, you know, I need to be up there to get one of those guys. I, hey, our makeup department is still kicking, so we might be able to <laughs> age me up. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way to get it for you. Hey, did, ha, have you ever seen The Irishman? The which, one that which came, one is that, that one? That was that Scorsese. Was it The Irishman? The Scorsese movie on Netflix? No, I didn't see that one. No. Bro, so first of all, First fuck up, the movie was like three hours and 45 minutes. That was like why I didn't watch it, yeah. But like it goes through the life of the Irishman and like Robert De Niro's mm -hmm. character and like how he met Joe Pesci and started to work for him and all this stuff. And, you know, I, I anytime I think Scorsese, I think Goodfellas. Like that's, yeah, yeah. that's my bottom line. Like, like the pinnacle or yeah, is that like your baseline? baseline. Okay, the baseline. Yeah, yeah. It's like the baseline. And so I remember in the beginning of Goodfellas how they had this young actor playing Ray Liotta's character. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's got this movie where it's going down time. And they just, like, CGI'd Robert De Niro's face to make him look younger, but it was still him. So he's, like, looking like Godfather 2, but... Well, like, they aged him down. Yeah, so he's, like, looking like he's in the Godfather 2, like, that yes. era, like, 70s, yeah. late eight, early 80s era, yeah. Yeah, and he's, like, getting in bar fights and, like, punching people at the restaurant, but it's still, like, his old 70-year-old ass trying to, like, punch... Like, even when he was young, they would use a stunt, a stunt double. It wouldn't be him. So like, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, why? And it just, it was, it was not a good movie. It was not a good movie. But you just, you reminded me of this now with uh, the makeup and aging up. Sorry. <laughs> that's a good yeah. I, uh, well, hey, man. Attention span. Attention, <laughs> attention deficit disorder is a real thing. Um, but, yeah, man, it's been a very, very busy week. Yeah. Um, we, uh, you know, uh, Mar-a-Lago got raided. Real Shit's Creek over there. <laughs> I, uh, I'm enjoying it. Like, it, my my stance has been that he's, you know, the biggest con man of our time. And the thing I'm really enjoying is just seeing like the back speech and the stretching. Like how how like conservative, like you know, Twitter, how could he do this? Yeah, how conservative Twitter is like. Or my favorite is going to the conservative subreddit and just seeing what those psychos are up to. Yeah, <laughs> but like just how they're like. Like how he's like, oh, they planted Evan. It's like everything he says is something he did. Yes. Like it's like the most 100%. easy one-to-one -one ratio in the entire world. It's like he's the most famous liar of all time. And then when he actually gets caught, people are like, well, you know, he's not a politician. He's just mm -hmm. a regular guy. You know, like. They're trying to equate this like, oh, Hillary Clinton didn't get her house raided. She wasn't the fucking president. Yeah, she had like she answered <laughs> questions under Congress for hours and hours and yeah, hours. And she and hours showed and up hours. when she was subpoenaed. <laughs> yeah, and it's like it's just like the fact that he like he you know there's the supercut of him saying like how you know the plead the fifth. That's what something mobsters do. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the plead the fifth, and then literally pled the fifth for six hours straight in New York. Plead the fifth. I plead the fifth. Plead the fifth. I love that supercut. It's yeah. kind of kind of amazing. Like. 
And he, I mean, there's quotes of him saying like, you know, like criminals only get invest, you know, oh, criminals are only investigated by the FBI. Like, like yeah. Shady said, the campaign trail that like, he's just and like it's a he appointed the FBI, uh, the head FBI. Yeah. A Trump appointed judge signed off on the warrant. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just there's so many things that's like, whoa, whoa. Well, FBI is corrupt now. The, yeah. the, the guy that he handpicked himself. And remember, he picks the best guys. He said that. The best people. So many times. He picks the best people. He picks the best people. And the, one of the best people saw there was enough evidence to go into his house <laughs> I, I, and dig up, like, nuclear secret. Like, it's still developing. Uh, but, yes, I did hear that he's got, like, nuclear documents that he's not supposed to take and, and like, classified documents he shouldn't. And what is he going to do with those? He's going to sell them uh, to China, sell them to Russia? I mean, yeah. I mean, he fucking auction them off at his golf this course. This is, like, this is something I, I don't think we've talked about it uh, on, on pod before, but I think my pet theory as to why he's so reluctant to have those tax returns come out is not because he hasn't been paying taxes, because he hasn't, and he doesn't give a shit about that. It's because he doesn't know that he doesn't want people to know that he's not a billionaire. He's probably not even a like you know a hundred millionaire. At yeah, this point. I think he's spread so thin through legal fees, like in you know, unpaid bills and stuff. I think that's what he's afraid of: is people finding out how little he's worth. He's fame. He's famous. I think you're right, but famously, he does not pay his bills. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He does not pay his pay his bills, and like I think it was a, a New York Times that broke that story that he lost like. Three quarters of a billion dollars in a span of a decade. Like he's lost mm -hmm. the most money of any rec like a record human in American history. Yeah. In a span of a decade. And it's just, you know, this guy's been failing up his whole life, but I mean, fuck this fuck him. Fuck everybody yeah. who defends him. Like he's not even the president anymore. Like, let's get over this. And I, I try to put myself in somebody else's shoes. Like if Barack Obama came up and was just like I'm not giving you my tax returns. I'm like, uh, I think yeah. you, I think you should. No, that's not chill. That's not chill, Obama. I wouldn't be sitting there being like, oh, persecution. No, wouldn't work that way. Like we were talking about this. I think it was last week about like if an artist had, you know, if an artist does something you don't like, like would you turn on or stuff? Like, yeah. There's no one in, you know, no one creatively like that. I don't fucking know personally that would do something like this. That'd be like, I, I don't know. I think <laughs> I got to stretch for it. I, I, he might be a good guy. So trying to think, you know, it's like, Oh, I don't know. It's like, I can only think of cartoon kickers. I don't know if Bob from Bob's burgers, if he did something like this, if I would stop watching Bob's burgers, I can't even think of real people. Well, like I remember, uh, there was a, there was a story. Uh, what's the guy's name who created Rick and Morty? Uh, Justin Roiland or yeah, the, Justin uh, Roiland. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember he was just like I. I don't know if it was his assistant or his editor, but he was like being sexually inappropriate and like. Oh, uh, what's his name? Community Dan Harmon. Dan Harmon. Mm -hmm. Dan Harmon. Sorry, Re retracted. It was mm -hmm. Dan Harmon. But even like when I heard that story, I was like, it still left a bad taste in my mouth. And you know, he apologized and like went through all the motions, but. You know, his the jokes on the show did hit a little different. Yeah. Like it did take me some time to get over it. But I wasn't sitting there defending them, some motherfucker. Like, no. I wasn't like, oh, no, it's the fake news media. But, ah, people trip. No, I mean, and speaking of Bob's Burgers, like, literally Jimmy Pesto, the voice of the guy in the show, like, after a month, turned out he was, like, a January 6th guy. Like, it, like fucking terrible. He's, like, a, you know, one of the Mr. Show guys. Like, a get the fuck out of here. Funny guy, but it somewhere, somehow along the way turned super right. Um, and they dropped him. They dropped him like a bad habit. Like, it can happen to I, anyone. I watched the movie, and, like, you see the character, but he doesn't say shit. Like, <laughs> he's, like, sweeping in the background, you know? <laughs> like, uh, you know, like, that's 
that you know that's how you know oh okay well if you're like that I, I, you're not important to us anymore yeah it's there i always think there's a thin line of like what you believe and if you should be persecuted for it but like the more i think about it the line ain't that fucking thin like if you think the world <laughs> is flat okay that's on you but if you think that the nazis were right you got to kind yeah. of fuck the hell off. Yeah. You know, like another, like then. another breakneck thing is like how fast they're like defund the FBI. Like Dude, burn the shit. blue. Light. It's like, Oh wow. That, that didn't even take a week. Did you it snap your days. neck, turn your head so fast. Like, what did you, how did y'all get that logic? And it's like, that's how in, infused the Kool-Aid is in their DNA. Oh it's yeah. Just like you can't like you, you logic is out the fucking window. I, uh, we got sent this picture of, we are all domestic terrorists at oh, CPAC. I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's hilarious to me. That's that's absolutely hilarious to me. Like, it's one thing to be like, we are all deplorables. Like, you know, mm -hmm. leaning into not fighting fair and like, yeah. whatever. If we're we're the blue blue collar workers, like we don't give a fuck about you elitists. But it like, is, it's the same vein of that. But it's so fucking wrong. But like, it's I know it's <laughs> just like, yeah, I get what you guys are trying to do, but like. Domestic terrorists, like like, flash, <laughs> like if that would have flashed in front of the RNC, like in like you know two thousand and two, like no, that that would game over. The place would have exploded, like yeah. it would have imploded just in fury, like game over. You think John McCain's like, yeah, domestic terrorists, great idea, yeah. you know? Like, it's I can't it, it, like how far in it sunk, and you know I think I you know probably mentioned this again, but I just want give me the. Give me the slow part of uh, fucking Layla, the piano playing of everyone getting getting their comfits being led into court, like you know somebody frozen in a meat rack. Like just give me, <laughs> I want that. I want that scene to happen of all of them, dude. I yeah, Jared Kushner, like, <laughs> ding, just sitting ding, sitting ding, in a pink Cadillac next to Ivanka. <laughs> That's dark. That's I dark. Like, but I mean, crazy. fuck them. Like the thing is, like. I don't want to get too real, but seriously, <laughs> fuck them. Like if no, they, if they right. did the things that they're, they're, they're talking about, like literally like stealing like national secrets and stealing it to our enemies, fuck them. Dude, like that's, it's, it's crazy to watch these fake American heroes oh, yeah, yeah, do yeah. like the least, like the most un-American things ever. Like it's just, come on, like that's. You're the party wearing your flag on your shirt, screaming like, stand during the national anthem. You let this motherfucker, this motherfucker. Like, it's it's crazy that, you know, um, okay, the other story about this dude who raided the FBI, mm -hmm. got fucking shot, like, live tweeting his assault on the FBI with a nail gun and an AR-15. I don't know if they're talking about it, but, like, this dude is literally killing his own supporters yeah i mean he's a gen you know, the image of him he's a january 6 guy too like he like it and the thing is he does not care COVID taught us that he does not care he about doesn't his give supporters. a shit like because all of shit. the red states just got obliterated i mean you know big places did too but places with little populations got obliterated Dude, montana got hit so goddamn hard because there's no hospitals there like it's obviously new york <laughs> and los angeles but we also have hospitals here people to treat people like yeah. people in bumfuck you know no. not, to, not to be a little bumfuck i've got I, family in bumfuck hey man i love bumfuck <laughs> but, I, can, I can go to but bumfuck. they know hospitals in bumfuck <laughs> there's no hospitals in bumfuck yeah he doesn't give a shit no you're 100 percent right like all these fucking grifters it's it's crazy that they can just in public lie to these people and these people mm -hmm. stick up for him and it, it makes you feel bad but at the same time i agree with you yeah my Fuck empathy em. fell out yeah it's, it's long that well dried it up i've said this before i've said this before and it's very very hard like it can happen to anybody 
It can literally happen to anybody where you can look at something and say, huh, that's a good point and go off the deep end. Of course. It can happen to anybody. There's so many people that have these recovery groups online called After Q. People who like dove into QAnon and then went a little too far. Yeah. (laughs) And they're like, oh, shit. And, you know. It can happen, and I feel bad for people who are actively getting gaslit and lied to when everything else in their life is shitty and they need something to believe in. That mm-hmm. sucks. Taking advantage of those people, that sucks. But that's not all of them. Some yeah. of them completely know the game and they know the grift, and they are leaning into it, mm-hmm. and it's fucking horseshit. Like, you're talking, we're talking about it, you know, or, uh, what's his name, Kyle. Oh, Kyle. Kyle's game's coming out. Kyle Rittenhouse has a game coming out called, uh, I think it's Turkey Shoot. Oh, uh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Before we get into the... The, the promotional <laughs> video. Uh, the promotional video for uh, Kyle Rittenhouse is fucking... <laughs> Kyle. So, um, as you guys know, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse was the acquitted murderer yeah. of two individuals in uh, Kenosha, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, where this 17-year-old at the time was driven across state lines with his mother with an illegal firearm that did not belong to him to protect, in my quotes, for those of you at home, I'm on a pod, in quotes, protect property, and got into it with some protesters, shot three people, killing two of them. Uh, He was acquitted by a judge who thought Kyle Rittenhouse was like his grandson or some shit, (laughs) like throwing out all types of evidence, and he was acquitted. And now he has come out with a game called Turkey Shoot to aid his defamation shoot suit against the fake news media where he is shooting turkeys with uh, the words fake news on them. And yeah. there, there's, a li- there's a little rap at the end, and uh, it's uh, pew, pew, pew. <laughs> it's it's very good. It's very good. And turkeys <laughs> is like is a euphemism for fake news, or is, is that what the word? I used Blaine, to- do you know what the turkeys comes from? The fake, fake news, news turkey. It's like one of their like quotes, like a, the fake news like, turkeys. Yeah, that's crazy. And that's all right. So yeah, I, since then he's become like a, just a poster boy from for gun rights and just idiots with guns. Like Dude. he's like, look at this, this look at this idiot with a gun. He get to kill people. Dude, and this, got away with it. He's the great. craziest thing of that whole promotion besides the rap at the end, which <laughs> is hilarious. pew pew pew. I'm gonna keep saying that throughout the pause because like this. This co- this whole little promotional video that he put out on Twitter is an emotional roller coaster because the first thing he says is like, yeah, you might remember me. I was acquitted of all charges. Since the beginning, I did nothing wrong. And you're like, hold up. Yeah. Hold up right there. You did nothing wrong. You did nothing wrong. Like, this had nothing to do with you. Well, I mean, he's, trying to sell, he's trying to sell you his video game. He's not going to talk about the politics situation. I understand that. But, like, yes, emotional There were some gray areas. <laughs> Here's my phone game. <laughs> Not so. Not only is the phone game ridiculous and stupid with no point, um, it's ten dollars on his website to pre-order. It's nine ninety nine that you can play on his website. No platform has picked it up yet. Flash game. It has no. You can only pre-order it right now. It has Mm -hmm. not been released. You can play the demo on his website, and it all goes towards his. I'm using my quotes again. His legal defense. They're getting these grifters starting. Well, that's it. That's it. Like that. He learned his lesson. He's like, oh, he leaned into it. I could take money from these saps. It's and that's the thing is like, I'm not saying I would ever go to a protest. Like, his mom should be in jail for driving him there. Like, Mm -hmm. Mike, I don't know how strict your parents were, but 
my mom would never let me go to the, a protest out of my state in the middle of the night. My mom would not let me go to sleepovers mm-hmm. without vetting the fucking house I was going to, meeting my <laughs> friends. Like, I'll be like, hey, mom, there's a party in Vegas I wanted to go to. Cool. Read a book. Like, that was, the, that was it. That was the conversation. Let alone, it's a cultural difference, I guess. But, like, this woman was, like, she knew the climate. Yeah. She knew the climate that we were living in. She knew how tense things were. And she said, oh, my 17-year-old child in high school, I'm going to drive him to this protest with a gun he's not supposed to have. Not supposed to have. And it should be fine. Oh, hey, son, how was the protest? <sighs> hey, mom. It got weird. It got super weird. <laughs> do you, uh, what do you think they listened to on the way there? Do you think it was talk radio? Do you think it was just like... Dude, I think they were listening to like Sweet Home Alabama. No <laughs> they probably ruined some song. Like if, I, if there was a deposition, they told me what song they were listening to, I'd be like, Ugh, Ugh. on brand. Yeah. <laughs> on brand. <laughs> on brand. Who was that guy who sang the uh, NFL opening song that was... Um, oh, yeah. uh, all the, the the all my rowdy friends are coming over tonight. Yeah, yeah. It, Blaine, it was Hank too. No, the other one. Hey, Blaine, do you remember the guy that uh, he sang the, like the NFL theme song for Monday Night Football? It's Hank Williams Jr. Yeah. It's Hank too. Yeah, Hank too. Uh, oh my God, that abuse with Hank three, his son. Oh shit, there's a Hank third. <laughs> yeah, he plays uh, like hard rock uh, music, and then like does like he hate the blacks as well? Um, he has some controversial words not not against the blacks maybe against the blacks i need to, I need to we'll uh, dive into yeah. it later <laughs> there's a couple songs i like for him back in the day but i don't know about it how he's doing now dude there's all these fucking grifters it's crazy oh speaking of grifters mm-hmm. i don't want to get off to I, actually you know what dude this fucking dude alex jones is i don't think he understands how much trouble he's in <laughs> i uh it's, it's really funny there's never been a more uh freeze frameable face like there's like I, whoever every single news department is like going through the stills and be like i don't know which one to pick they're oh also they're all so good of his big fat bloated face dude the 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 clip of that uh the prosecution asking him about his text messages <laughs> and how they obtain their text messages the cameraman during that court case was doing some extra work because this <laughs> was lawyer was literally going into business for himself. Dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this lawyer was sitting there like he was on SVU. Like, do you know how I got these text messages? <laughs> Your counsel had them for 12 days and they accidentally cloned two years worth of text message. And that's how I know you lied. And the camera slowly points <laughs> to the lawyer who's just sinking into his chair. Like, Oh shit. Yeah, like it, it's it's such you just got to laugh at it because it's kind of a huge bummer but i'm glad there's like actual consequences to some of this shit i mean yeah. we don't know where it's gonna go this is probably just gonna be in the news now and then like joe biden will get monkeypox, and then <laughs> that's the end of it <laughs> like that's it i i saw this meme about uh not meme i it was a meme and it was in bad taste but i understood it uh about monkeypox, mm-hmm. and it was uh, this guy about like, oh, it was this guy saying like, oh, monkeypox don't affect me. It was like the black guy just, you know, he does that. Oh, you have a yeah, good yeah. idea? Uh-huh. Like monkeypox don't affect me. And it's the same guy like with a pink bandana photoshopped in front of Stonewall going like, oh, so AIDS doesn't affect you? And I was like, it's not the same thing. But then I understood the underlying context of like, oh, this is going to be looked at as a homosexual disease, so we shouldn't pay attention to yeah. it. Until it isn't. Until it isn't. <laughs> Until it isn't. Uh, just, I had no idea we were sitting on 20 million, like, it was like 20 million vaccines just sitting on them. Ugh, 
and we let him expire. Yeah. yeah. Like through all the outbreaks in the last two decades of monkeypox, we had our own stockpile and not even like they expired and we're like, oh shit, we should get some more. But the fact that they just let them expire instead of sending them to other countries that needed them in like sheer American isolation, like we don't want that shit coming here. We're going to squash it over there. Mm-hmm. It's nuts. It's fucking crazy. It, um, you think people yeah. are beating up monkeys now? <laughs> Yes, I, I mean I uh, I I do know that because the World Health Well War World Health Organization. I just pictured the letters in my head. Yeah. Help, <laughs> issued a statement saying that like please don't be mean to monkeys. Really? Because of monkeypox. Yes. Oh my god, this fucking world. I think they use better words besides mean. No, don't be. Do not harm <laughs> Look, or mistreat monkeys. They're just monkeys, y'all. They're just monkeys, y'all. World Health Organization. They're just monkeys, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> It was something along those lines. But, yeah, yeah, that's the world we're in. <laughs> fucking bummer. Yeah. yeah. Fucking bummer. It's been such a fucking wacky week. <laughs> I really canceled my uh, weekend plans at the zoo, just throwing shit at the monkey. Like, God damn it. Get your punks out of here. Pox out of here. <laughs> it's like, you know, I remember when my ki- uh, when the bozo was super, super young. He had to be like eight or nine months. Mm-hmm. And there was like this measles outbreak. And we wanted to go to the Dodger game. And we decided like, oh, shit, you know. He's not fully vaccinated. I don't want to. I don't want my kid to get measles. Yeah, it fucking die. Like I don't want this shit to happen. And now that I'm thinking about like all this shit that's happening summer and kids going back to school and like like this mad dash back to normal. Uh, I guess normalcy is that a word? I don't think mm. it is. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, I think it's really fucked up that we're not addressing this and getting in front of it. I've been hearing that people who are affected it's been taking them like two weeks to get the vaccine shipped to them yeah like you're already on the way out of it at that point it um i mean is there such a thing as uh disease fatigue where it's like the variants of like i think i'm personally fell off the covid variants a couple variants ago i'm not sure we're up to now you know is it is it like they were just like another disease like okay like let me know when the vaccine's here like there's there's always going to be these diseases and i think that you know the more we encroach on nature the more it's going to happen so we should just kind of live in a world like our public health system system is fucking nuts like oh it's bad it, i mean if that, that the 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 pandemic should have taught us a lot of things that it didn't been, teach us it shit. didn't teach us anything uh the top of the line is how fucked up our healthcare system is and how overworked they are and how uh stretched thin they are and how under uh trained certain aspects of them it's just Ooh. um and we just we didn't do anything about that we, we applauded and they got snacks sometimes oh yeah i i, ba- I banged a pan i banged a pan in my apartment you know <laughs> I, ba- no, I banged my apartment. face yeah it was I, re- I i remember banging a pot in my apartment and then the next night a few other people started banging their pots and i'm like oh my god i'm helping but obviously i was the only one in my apartment and i was not helping at all no no they still <laughs> had to get up at like five o'clock the next morning and, and treat people screaming at them that didn't believe the disease that were happening as they were <laughs> being intubated <laughs> Talking on the <laughs> talking on FaceTime with their family as they're dying of COVID, who are all without masks, talking with each other. Dude, it's it was and so that, bad. there was that for two years. It was so bad. It's so bad. Like, thank God, OG COVID's gone. Like, the new variants aren't as fucked up, <laughs> and, and we're all you know we're all vaxxed up, and we're all you know. vaxxed up, and you know people aren't really you know hitting ventilators anymore. But still, there are people out at at risk, and you know, if, uh, you know. Do whatever you want with your bodies. I think that masks should be here to stay. I yeah. think that's the way we should live. You know, especially with all this facial recognition bullshit going on. I'm all <laughs> about masks. 
You know, like I, I remember walking into a bank in Palo Alto, black gloves, black mask, sunglasses, and a hood. And there was a Hispanic teller in front of me when I was, I gave her my card. She fucking sprayed it and wiped it down <laughs> and like took my ID. And I started to chuckle and I was like, she's like, what's so funny? I'm like, you know, there's a time I would have been shot coming in here looking like this. <laughs> Wouldn't even gotten two feet in the door. I would. I we all, we both had a good laugh and then realized how <laughs> dystopian the world we were living in at yeah. the moment was. <laughs> um, but yes, um, I wanna. I wanted to go into something that we both talk about on this pod. Mm-hmm. Like as shitty as the world is, there's all these little pockets of fun that we have, and you know, when you're stuck in the house wrestling with your kids, pushing them around, getting mm-hmm. them really amped up and aggressive. <laughs> yep. There's like actual benefits to that mentally and physically like mm-hmm. rough housing. And like we we're growing up, we was like, Hey, stop playing around the house. We're always told that. Yeah. And I really wanted to talk to you about all the different types of rough housing. If you do it with your kids, how you did it when you were younger. Um, but I want to take a break first. I'm going to go pee and I'll be right back. How do you Fantastic. feel about that? Uh, I'll go pee with you. Oh, dude, cross dreams. Ghostbusters? Don't cross the streams. Ah, that's that's what they said. Don't cross the streams. Okay. All right, guys. We'll be right back with some more Papa Don't Breach. back that was a quick one i love it i love the quick ones i love the quick ones so ladies and gentlemen we're gonna get right into it why are you giggling i said <laughs> you peed really quick is, the li- is like what's the thread going on here? <laughs> continue i don't want to throw you off sorry <laughs> yes please don't talk about my penis on air Thank was, you. I think I wasn't talking about your penis. Talking about how long it took us to pee. And it was well, a very is when you, you it's stand where my side brain by goes. side. <laughs> it goes <laughs> real quick. That's how you can conserve water and time. Side by it's side. Real, it's a real friendship move. Yep. Siamese peeing. There you guys go. TM. <laughs> Moving on. Let's go. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I want to talk about roughhousing and playing. We all did it. Like we're we grew up in a certain generation. I mm-hmm. don't think it's ever going to go away. We all like if you have si- siblings, you're going to wrestle. Yep. You're going to push each other down. You're going to rough house. And I really want to talk about this because I think there are a lot of benefits, but I, I want to get all the negative connotations out of the way. Mm-hmm. So you had a brother, correct? I had a younger brother. He's uh, four and a half years younger than me. So, like, we never were in high school together. Like, we were both freshmen in college and high school at the same time. But we wrestled a whole lot. I think I mentioned earlier, like, this is the time of the new generation WWF. Yeah. Oh yes. So I was Brett, he was Owen. <laughs> and that was that's who I mean he had, you know, he had his costume hanging up in his closet like I was the heavyweight champ, he was the I he had the I intercontinental belt like I was going to ask like if anybody got hurt but seeing that he was Owen and what I mean, happened that, to Owen Hart? I mean, you know, he's still here. Thank you. Somehow he's still here. I mean, Brock was a dude that was in the hospital, you know, in the emergency room. A your, lot. your brother's name's Brock. Yeah, Brock and Bennett. Jesus uh, Christ. Yeah, you guys was, are wrestlers. Yes. He was in the emergency room a lot. As a oh kid. my God. Like to the point where, like, there's a couple times the nurses were like side eye and it's like, what's going on here? Like, 
They get they, they, you got were you guys on like a first name basis at the at the hospital? Well, it, like yeah, I like got some at certain yeah, like <laughs> like and it, it was almost every time my dad went out of town. So it was like <laughs> like every time it was it twice it wrestling and twice in particular. I remember I gave him a back body drop on the couch and he like bumped his head and Jesus. Uh, was like not good for a second. He didn't, I don't think he blacked out, but he was like... Definitely you know, a concussion. It, like, it hurt. Yeah, Definitely it hurt a him. concussion. Rang his bell, as he used to say back in the day. <laughs> I love how you said bumped his head and it ended in the ER. Yeah. <laughs> Just a quick trip to the ER. <laughs> a quick trip to the ER. Yeah, foam neck collar, I believe. Yeah, I'd be like, I be I know like there, it can always go too far. And, you mm. know, I... I don't have an old. I don't have a younger brother. I have a younger sister. I have an yeah. older brother. Right. And um, I was bigger than my older brother, and there would always be that time. It was like a light switch. We're wrestling. You know, we're throwing pillows back and forward. We're doing the shadow punches where I'm mm-hmm. hitting the ground, and then I'll like pick him up and throw him across the room, and then it clicks. He's like, "Oh yeah, this guy's bigger than me," and that's when I'd get like an actual dining chair to the back. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> when yeah. fight or flight, kicks yeah, fight in or flight. Like he I'm ain't sitting, fighting, he's fighting at all. I'm sitting there against the turnbuckle, and this guy's in the octagon. Like that, it, it was not a fair thing. Like <laughs> I'm sitting there with my entrance music coming on, and my brother's like, "Okay, drop kick to the face. Let him know exactly <laughs> like who we are." Palm strike to the nose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Throat punch. You know, like, <laughs> I was still trying to be a sexy boy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like that, that I, I would say like that's some of the, the biggest dangers to it is knowing how to like regulate and understand the limits, the, yeah. the limits that they have. But, you know, instilling that type of confidence and like that mental, I don't, I don't even know how to describe it, but like mental growth well it's mental growth and like we were like uh blaine it's in an article from the washington post about like the the positive aspects of roughhousing and how it's uh when done correctly like it's you set boundaries and you learn uh body autonomy and like limits that other people have so like we i got two dudes like uh three and one and they miles my oldest dude I think we talked about it, like, um, like he's going to be a wrestler. Like, yeah, you know, that's it. Once he, he's done with sports, like, <laughs> I'm going to make sure he can jump off the top his, rope, you know? Yeah, his, his life is figured out. Yeah, he's, so he's, he's already, like, he pulls out the pillows and crashes and stuff, and he's like, I'm going to go, ooh, from the couch to the chair to the ottoman, uh, and, like, and then crash. And, like, so he'll, like, he's all about doing that stuff. And then Miro, who just started walking, uh, he's, you know, wants to rough house with him, and he's not quite ready about it yet. So we have to, like, he's into it to a certain extent, and he starts doing, like, the... You know, like too much cry. And those are like, you know, those are the boundaries that like we're trying to work with. It's like, oh, you know, well, if he makes that sound, we could tell that, no, he doesn't want to play rough anymore. Yeah. Uh, and same thing like with him. It's like if we're playing and it's too rough, it's like, you know, you could tell us, you know, it's too rough. Or if it's mm-hmm. if you want to take a break, you know, we could take a break. And um, same thing, with mom, you know, if mommy and daddy need to take a break. Like, oh, yeah. There's times mm-hmm. where I got to cut it off. Yeah. Like, I'm not a kid. I'm no spring chicken. <laughs> and that uh, my little guy's got like an unlimited battery. And so like. There's sometimes I'm like, all right, we got to cut it off. And he's really good. I mean, Shannon brought this up. Like, every time I say, okay, we're done, he's like, okay. And he's got to get one more lick in, you know, <laughs> slap in the back of the neck or something, like a kick to the back of the leg. He's got to get one more in. But um, when uh, Shannon went to Mexico, she brought us back these uh, Lucha Libre masks. Ooh. And, you know, I popped it on and I started wrestling with him. Mm-hmm. And now, like, I have to hide the mask because <laughs> this dude turns into the character. He puts on this mask. He's foaming at the mouth. He's just like ready to go. Like, and when my brother's over, when Uncle Ike is there, like, uh-huh. it's, he's just like, he's just like 
right underneath him. My brother's holding him back. And I'm like, I, I think you're making him angrier. <laughs> like, let's take off the mask for a second. Dude <laughs> bit me the other out. day. You know, he bit oh, me the hey, other that's day. That's against the rule. And that's I was, a DQ right there. I told him, I'm like, no, no biting. I'm like, did you bite me? He's like, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> like, don't bite me. That's a rough. Yeah, I mean, Miles has taken a couple of bites out of me, too. And he gets Ugh. like, ner- you know, if he gets like too much of anything, he'll mm-hmm. like, I was like, ah, uh-uh, we're not doing that. The thing is, like, he doesn't bite too hard. He just bites my shoulder hair. Yeah. I, which, it's, ugh, it's the worst. It's like, doesn't hurt, but it's, like, the most uncomfortable yeah, thing. Like, <laughs> Stop biting my shoulder hair. <laughs> Did you ever wrestle with your parents? Uh, yeah. My dad's a big dude, uh, 6'5", so he used to, like... Man, your house is huge. Yeah, I'm the shortest guy. My, like, yeah, my, <laughs> my brother's taller than me. My dad's taller than me. I'm the shortest dude in the house. Uh, that was, like, speaking of, like, wrestling with my brother before talking with dad, like, I remember, like... Always, like, throwing him around, throwing him around. And then once he was in high school and started, like, playing sports and stuff, I remember distinctly the day in the kitchen. I'm home (laughs) visiting college. (laughs) We're rustling around. And and then, like, I put my arms on him and, like, get him. And there was some – there wasn't give. Like, he was, 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 like, solid. Like, oh, that wasn't there before. Oh, uh (laughs) uh-oh. This game has changed. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, Dad, like, he would finish work. Like, as he either worked, you know, sometimes he had a – Worked from home and then, or worked, whatever, out of the house. And when he would get home, like, he would rest. Yeah, he'd be, like, run, you know, running around chasing us and flipping us around. And mom would be like, stop rousting. Like, they're going to bed and you're winding them all up. So, yeah, we did that all the time. Like, just, you know, we'd be screaming and he'd be like, I, you know, running around doing whatever. Dude, I, my dad didn't really wrestle with us. There'd be times where we got real rowdy. Uh-huh. And, you know, my dad would, like, kind of play around. And then he would just either pick me or my brother up as an example and just toss across the room. And that's how we knew, like, okay, we're done. We're done for the Game's for the over. week. For the week. I have this I do have this one memory of my mom. Like, yeah, I'm Nigerian family. So like you get one warning and then you get in the belt. That that was it. You get one warning. One warning. And I my mom hated if we were making noise while she was on the phone. She's either doing work or talking to her cousins or her aunties. You keep it down when she's on the phone. Yeah, yeah. And there's one time me and my brother started getting real, real rowdy in front of her, and she was on the phone, but what we didn't know is she was faking it. She wasn't on the phone. She was waiting for her opportunity, and my brother's on one side, and, like, you know, we're locked in, and we Mm. break, and we, like, step apart from each other, and my mom just, like, throws the phone and jumps in between us with, like, this kung fu stance, goes after my brother, and we're like, oh, my God, she's joining in, and that was the first time it ever happened, and it was like, oh, my God, and, like, you know, my mom... Not not a big lady, but she had some crazy, crazy, like, big boy strength. Like, where did that come from? Picking me up. I'm a 10-year-old. Like, I'm not a small guy. Yeah, yeah. Picked me up, and it was just like, suplex. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Never happened again. Never happened again. But, yeah, I, I've, I can't imagine how much money I cost my mother breaking stuff because I threw my brother in the wall. Uh, well, it, real, real quick story. My mom uh, now works in, in TV as well. She, like, shops for ingredients for different cooking shows. And she did a show with Chris Jericho not too long ago. Oh, shit. So she, like, talked to Chris Jericho and was like, um, you're the, you know, you're one of the reasons, like, we didn't have clo- doors in our closet. And he was like, what are you talking about? And it's like, me and Brock had wrestled into the closet doors, and they were like sliding wood. Oh my god! And just knocked him off the fucking hinges in both bedrooms. <laughs> uh, so my mom got to tell Chris Jericho that and get a quick picture and send it to me, which is very sweet. But yeah, we re- we destroyed some things. Oh man, there's so many holes in my walls, and like that was probably the scariest thing is just like rolling around having a great time, and then like 
backing into a wall and creating a nice little divot in the drywall. That feeling is a gut dropping feeling. It's just like, okay, the count. Okay. It's four 30 mom's home at seven. <laughs> How do we explain this? Like I, it was, I, 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 it was such the, it was the worst feeling. You like, you knew you were going to get it. Yeah. You knew and you were going to get it. I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this question, but you could fix it. You could patch a hole yourself pretty easy now. Huh? Oh yeah. I, yeah. I know how to do it now. Yeah. There's like, been plenty of times in, in, in my rooms. Like, like my mom's like, why'd you paint your room? And I'm just like, I just felt like it. <laughs> felt like it. Like yeah. how blue is a great color. <laughs> we both live college lives that required some hole fixing to get out of uh, deposits. <laughs> oh man. I would say, uh, do you do you remember uh, the like, distinct time while you like? Has there been a time roughhousing with your kid where it, like kind of hit you like a DeLorean going through your brain that brought you back to little Bennett and little Brock in your house? Where you're like, holy shit, the chain continues. It, um, I mean, I, I mean, we're, say, your kids are still pretty young. They're still pretty young, and I I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, you know. Like it's something for me, like if a song hits you and like, like I'm listening to it back and whenever I hear it, it's the same thing for me. Like it was, (laughs) I'm not going to get teary eyed, but it was uh wrestler CM Punk. He's been out for a very long time. Yep. Um, he was a dude that I didn't watch wrestling for like all of college. Uh, you know, and then at one point I started getting back into it. Like the network came in, the WWE had a network app. (laughs) <laughs> so I started watching stuff, and CM Punk was one of the wrestlers that I got into, like, you really? know. And then he quit wrestling and retired for seven years. So he came back wrestling with AEW now, and it's one of his first matches back, and it's also Miles' bedtime. Oh! So, oh! And Nat's not there. Oh, shit. Uh, Miro's asleep, so don't have to worry about that, dude. Uh, so I was like, okay, <laughs> let's just watch this match, and then we'll go to bed. And he's like, okay, okay. So, like, he got to watch the entrance, and he comes out to cult of personality, like, yeah. And he doesn't move the entire match. Like, he's watching it, like, locked in. Oh, really? Watching it until the point, like, you know, the whole thing. And then he's, like, watch it and we go to bed. Like, and I'd send him right to bed. Like, he was enchanted by what was happening on his screen. Until the, like, now, like, once he hears this song, he's like, CM Punk, CM (laughs) Punk. He knows what to do now, which is just, I I mean, I love it. I love it so much. Oh, man. I, I, I wish there was a time, like, you know, right now it's so great because we all have camera phones and phones. And, like, mm-hmm. I just – I there's videos floating around somewhere of my living room back when I was a little itty-bitty tween. All the mattresses getting pulled from every room all into the living room, yeah. flipped up the couches to create, like, a barrier. And I just – Man, we used to do some irresponsible shit. <laughs> like jumping off the bar, slamming into like one of my really small friends who was also into wrestling. <laughs> I remember there was this kid, uh, his name was Chris Fischel, and he was like, we were into wrestling, like the raw age, Stone mm-hmm. Cold, Mankind, like Undertaker, like 97, the Rock, yeah. Oh, like we were yeah, into yeah. it. We were mm-hmm. into it. My buddy Pac, and like I remember Chris, like we were all shooting into puberty pretty hard chris was like he had to be like 410 he weighed like he weighed like a buck Mm -hmm. like maybe 98 pounds like he was a small dude but he was vicious he was vicious (laughs) he He knew all the moves he knew all the holds (laughs) you know he was grabbing my arm like trying to put me in the cross face like you know he was he was one of those Mm -hmm. uh but he was also great to have because at one point this kid was getting 3d'd over a table like he was getting lifted up and put (laughs) through a table and, you know, we uh, we would my mom would take us to Smart and Final and I had to come up with a story of why I needed like 
a five pack of tin trays. You're like, why? Why do you need that? Oh, you know, it's a science project at school. Yeah, it's like, what you know, kind like, of I'm, science I'm, project I'm, I'm, is it going to be? I want to make some lasagna at home. <laughs> and then she'd come home and she'd just see like mangled pieces of <laughs> of foil <laughs> trays. <laughs> like, what is going on here? I and oh man, it was a good time. It was a good time. And like, I realize now that we're talking about it, like how to control my strength. You know, mm-hmm. like how to play play fight and everything, and like. Going into sports, knowing wrestling and like how to interact with people and like just kind of move around and not hurt anybody, I I I've, I felt like I was self taught almost. You yeah, know? like if I didn't have my brother, I just had UZ three sixteen. Oh, that's my little sister for everyone out there. We called her UZ three sixteen because she had knee braces. Yeah, yeah, it was it wasn't a nice joke. She did not like it. Um, but uh, you know, if I didn't have my brother and like we didn't play the way that we did. Like, I just, I can't imagine how I would be. You know? Yeah. I, um, yeah, I, I, it's one of the, I had great memories of it. I love, you know, roughhousing with the kids now and I know they like love it too. Yeah. There's, uh, like, I want to get into some of like the benefits, like the mental benefits of just like learning hand eye coordination and like that bond you get. Mm-hmm. Cause like, you know, my, like, I love my mom. We've, like, uh, I can't tell you how many memories I have, but, like, this distinct memory of when she joined in with us is engraved in my head. It's, like, yeah, such tell. a beautiful yeah. memory. And, like, I, I remember the way the couch was facing. I know where the TV was. I remember what channel was on. Mm-hmm. I remember what time of the day and the hue that, uh, of, uh, uh, like, the light that was coming in. Like, I remember the smell of the jollof rice cooking inside the kitchen. <laughs> and, like, I just remember that entire moment. And I, I'm just, I can't wait to create these memories with my kid because, you know, like, I'm throwing him off, I'm throwing him off the top bunk. Like, <laughs> it's definitely happening. It's how I broke my arms. Yeah. It's how he's going to break his. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Passing it on. Yeah, one of Miles' first things he could say was Alabama slam. I always toss it <laughs> on my shoulder and Alabama slam, slam onto the bed. But you got to protect his neck. That's the thing. That's the I thing. Get, I'm a uh-huh. safe worker, you know. <laughs> I'm a safe worker. You got to protect his head. Love that. Oh, my my kid's first word was Alabama slam. Alabama slam. <laughs> I'm a, Alabama slam. <laughs> but you got to protect the neck. You got to protect your neck. Tuck your chin. <laughs> I so like, what is your favorite move to do on your kid right now that he's like small, a small guy? Um, hmm. I mean, I like to get you know, get him up up. If I could do like old gorilla press, yep, that's yep. a good one, and then. Get him down. That's a, that's a long ride. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, mine uh, is the the Samoa Slam, the Samoan Slam. Which one is that behind their head? Yeah, it's uh, you know, you pick them up behind the head and then oh yeah, that's yeah. A, uh, <laughs> just like I just I love that one on the bed. Ozo gets a kick out of it, yeah. and he's starting to learn how to put like a leg lock on because I you know I'm faking it. Mm-hmm. I can launch him to the wall. No, I'm no bitch, <laughs> but like he'll grab my leg. And I'm like, entertain- ah, hey, it's entertainment. Ah. You got to sell. Yeah, and like he's mm-hmm. getting so good at it, and like. <laughs> you know what's crazy? Like I know it, I make I might be blowing it up more. It is, but like he's becoming such a showman. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, like he's mm-hmm. becoming a showman, and like you know, like um, one thing I'm trying to teach him right now because I know that he's gonna turn into a sore loser because like we're playing a game and. <laughs> You know, we were playing the uh, the Wii bowling, and yeah. he got his first strike. And he's like, I win! You know, throws the remote down, and, like, you know, the score is, like, 210 <laughs> to, like, 11. You know, he got his first strike. <laughs> and he's just like, I win! And he runs away. But, like, 
like when we're play fighting and everything, and he's just like, he tells me when to stop. And he's like, all mm-hmm. right, that's enough, daddy. That's enough. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. And like, I'm like, are you okay? He's like, I'm okay. And he starts, he just started asking me if I'm okay now. Oh, and he's like, are you sweet. okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm chill. I'm chill. I'm chill. I, the first time I said I'm chill, I was not chill. I was out of breath. I was, I was like, Two two palpitations away from a heart attack. I get dead. Cold compress. Go get my lights, my Leah Kane patch. I'm not gonna make it. <laughs> Going to bed smelling like Ben Gay. <laughs> I'm not at the age like I. Uh, it's it has motivated me to hit the Peloton. Wake up, yeah. eat a little healthy, get a couple extra stretches in. Oh yeah, a couple extra stretches. Uh, two less strips of bacon in the morning. <laughs> I'm learning because like. This is, I, I realized I got like 10 years left of this. Oh, yeah. You know, I got like 10 years left of this before he's like too cool for school to hang out with me. And like, mm-hmm. you know, he comes home like, hey, yeah, you want to wrestle? Like, and not just him. Like, in, in 10 years, I'm not going to be able to be <laughs> Alabama slam. <laughs> it's not happening. <laughs> it was my track record. Um, <laughs> probably not. No. Probably not. <laughs> You're going to be able to hear your elbow. <laughs> I'm going to wake up one day and be a triathlete. That That's always a possibility. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And uh, it hasn't happened in 38 years. It could happen tomorrow. Yeah. There's a multiverse. You'll be yeah. fine. <laughs> there's one skinny Bennett just looking at me down in shame. <laughs> there could be on both sides. There could be a, a universe where Obi is super fit, super healthy, and a universe mm. where Obi actually ate another human. <laughs> like, who knows? <laughs> who knows? They, they exist. They exist. There's a quote I wanted to read um, about roughhousing and uh, what it does to the brain. Actually, Ben, I think you have my card. It's a, it's actually like when I read this, it was very insightful. Very, very, very insightful. It, it, it made sense. You got it? I do. All right. Give me, lay it on me, big, da- big daddy. A, when a child and parent roughhouse, they activate various areas in each of their brains, mm-hmm. including pathways for motor coordination, creativity, and emotional attachment. This coordinated activation builds brain cell connections, which is another way to say that it builds intelligence. When we say that roughhousing makes kids smart, we're talking about building foundations for academic success. That is uh, from Drew Beeman. Drew Beeman. He's the president uh, and creator of the Progressive Learning Academy. Go oh, look at that. Progressive Learning Academy. It's uh, in, you know, in the article that we read in Washington Post. Mm-hmm. Uh, it states similar things where it's, it has various uh, benefits where, you know, physical and also, like we're saying, boundaries is huge. Another big benefit. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, something we do when we're playing. Make sure, you know, if we're done, we're yeah. make sure we're done, you know. Yeah, I understand. Like, one of the things that hit me is about, like, creating that bond. That bond and that trust you have with somebody. Because, like, yeah, man, I, like, my dad never wanted to hurt me. And, like, I realize now that like literally standing him holding me over his head. I trust that guy. Yeah. I trusted that guy. Like I didn't feel scared at all. I didn't feel like I was going to get hurt. And it was like something you always looked forward to. And it's like one more thing. Like, yeah, there was video games and there was basketball and the park and music. Mm-hmm. But like that's, I can listen to music with anyone. I can play basketball with anyone. And, but like, wrestling in my living room that was like strictly a family thing yeah you know like that was, and and i i took it for granted when i had it and like i realize it now with my son and it's amazing it's amazing thing and like i think that uh you know the bozo just joined uh ninja classes that's fun yeah it's uh 
um, for those of you who don't know, the ninja class is kind of like a gymnastics slash dance class. You know, mm-hmm. they had like the big bin of foam squares they jump into. They learn balance on the foam uh, foam roller and everything. And, you know, now that we're wrestling, I realized that the ninja class was a terrible idea. I'm like <laughs> literally turning this kid into an elite athlete as I'm aging yeah, <laughs> and like teaching him how to wrestle. I'm going to get I'm going to get stunned on the way down from Turn the stairs. Into a going, weapon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember uh, there was like this uh, art, there was like this article for kids ankle weights to like slow your kid down. And I'm like, what's the plan once you take the ankle weights off? <laughs> We've seen Dragon Ball Z. We know how advanced gravity works. <laughs> Your kid's literally going to jump over you and be like, oh, did this happen? Uh, it's one, of the, one of the things I want to say about like uh, wrestling and with my oldest dude, Miles, that we realize it's like it's sometimes a substitute for like wanting a hug or like oh, for yeah. cuddling and stuff. So we, uh, if we want to be like, Hey, can you give me a big wrestler hug? We'll come and like give us. He'll like come up and run and like, grab our legs and like, yeah. you know, like that's you know that's another thing that like kids really need is like that parental like to be held and to be hugged and to be you know they're safe and protected and like that's another you know it's another uh, thing that wrestling and roughhousing can show. Yeah, it's just it's such a good way to get out aggression and create a bond and uh, you know. There's going to be kids out there that don't want to be touched and don't want to be flipped over that like mm-hmm. don't like that at all. But you will still see those kids like, you know, squeeze your leg and like you'll throw them on the bed and they'll run right back to you and you throw them on the bed again. They'll run right back to you. And like <laughs> it's so it's it's weird. It's like it's a, it's almost like a primal instinct. Like we have to do it. Like we crave that physical contact and that emotional connection. And, and I, I encourage it. I think everybody out there, if you got a kid. Throw him across the room. Yeah. Yeah. Even if it's not your own kid. If it's not your kid. Grab him, toss him. Pick him up, kick him. Hey, it's for his development. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of benefits to it. And I, I'm so glad I got to like talk about this. It's something that lived in the back of my head that like I never really even, until we saw it, until we got the copy sent to us, I didn't realize the benefits to, yeah. to this and like how much I actually enjoy it. I just, it's part of us, you yeah, know? It's great. I love being right. It's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, science. Yeah. You got to go back to Natalie. Guess what I learned today? Oh, guess what? Just deck him. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Fucking Big Bennett leg just right there. <laughs> it's <laughs> called a big boot. The He's big like... boot. <laughs> <laughs> Vlad running across the room, just one boot to the face. <laughs> ah. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad we got to talk about this. We're going to take our uh, one more break, and we'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Papa Don't Preach. Stick around. Right off camera. <laughs> Smooth. <laughs> Smooth. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you made it. This is the last segment of our pod. And we're going to do another installment of Another Words. All right. So, Bennett, what is our other words for today? Uh, we're talking about kids, right? I think it's children. Other words for children? Other words for children. I, we can't say too much because now we already lost two words now. We already lost two words. Yeah, other words for infants. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right, so this is going to be rapid fire, lightning round, all right? Let's see what we can do. Once um, again, uh, producer Blaine has come up with some t- truly awful words. Ooh, these, some of these are, hel- oh, wait, never mind. That one's not good. <laughs> all right, so you know what you start doing for these? We're going to put a little jar. We're going to bring a couple bucks, and if you laugh, dollar in the jar. Yeah. Got to be straight-faced here. This I think is serious. we should probably do a timer, too, sometimes. Oh, fuck yeah. Timer would be great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Loser will have to drink one of our Mountain Dews. Mm. Uh, well, and uh, once you lose, you'll spin, you'll spin a wheel to pick which Mountain Dew you have to drink. You it's, might get a spark. A lot you might props. get a Baja Blast. You don't know. You <laughs> might even get a Diet Dew. <laughs> That's the worst of them all. That's the worst of them all. <laughs> that taste does not go so away. So this, this is a Mountain Dew without the flavor? <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. Extra flavor is just chemical. <laughs> yeah, it's literally like, it's like when you like when you're in college and you popped a Molly and nothing happened, so you just received all the drugs and none of the high. That's a diet Mountain Dew. <laughs> Think side effects. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I'll start this one off. In other words, here we're doing children. All right. First word, fuck trophies. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I'm gonna go. With, I was thinking. <laughs> I came out of the gates hard, bro. <laughs> uh, munchkin? <laughs> Fruit of my loins. Fledglings. Uh, rugrats. Spawn. Squirt. Oh, a little squirt. A little squirt. Uh, little dudes. Um, cum puppet. Humping dumplings. <laughs> little tax breaks. That's a good one. <laughs> my progeny. <laughs> Crumb snatcher. Crumb snatcher. Uh, tots, tikes. God damn it! I was gonna do tikes. Sprout. Did I say that? No. Like a little sprout. Little sprout. Mm-hmm. Little spud. That's all we want. Spud. Uh, <laughs> munchkin. Um, I thought you said munchkin. Uh, munchkins. Okay. <laughs> uh, little life sentences. <laughs> I'd be drowning in fucking Mountain Dew. I'm so bad at this. <laughs> I know. That's why I love doing it. Uh. This is one I wasn't going to say, but I'm going to say it. Cunt droplets. Jesus Christ. I don't know where you came up with that. That's hey, not from my it. brain. You said it. <laughs> There's no proof otherwise. So. <laughs> There's, you're not even talking to anybody. These cameras are just sitting here. <laughs> it's literally just a, just a wall right the behind The fucking chair's operating this thing. <laughs> um, uh, crotch critter. A little shit factory. Okay. Offspring. Offspring. Gotta keep them. Uh, Crib lizard. Okay. Sperm blossom. B- blossom? Yeah, sperm blossom. It's like a deep fried. You know, where's the little hat with the flower it's on from like five to seven on weekdays? Oh, see what I did there? Yes, I did. Yeah. I say again, see what I did there? See what I did there? <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Um, I think I'm running out of words. Mm-hmm. I say whippersnapper. No, you didn't. Um Worst thing that ever happened to me. <laughs> Too dark? Too dark? <laughs> all, right, all right, I got it. Best thing that ever happened to me. <laughs> yeah, but hey, how about that? Uh, uh, bu- bu- what do you call it? Um, uh, it's someone you claim on your taxes. A dependent? Yeah, <laughs> dependent. <laughs> Semen demon. I like that one because it rhymes. That's like, uh, I'd go see that band, the Semen Demons. The Semen Demons? Just a bunch of kids. Yeah, as soon as they come out with the water guns, they're like, ah, 
I think okay. I'm going to change my mind about seeing the semen demons. Uh, I, I'm going to see the semen demons, but I'll be in the balcony. <laughs> yeah, you want to you want to be in the front row of the semen <laughs> You're demons. You're not in the mosh pit. <laughs> Don't go in the mosh pit. <laughs> All right. Um, they ain't spraying demons. <laughs> All right. What else you got? Uh, youngling. Youngling. Yeah. Oh, Padawan. Little Padawan. Well, I was going to say Padawan. You Too stole bad. it. Stole it. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to do mini me. I'm going to say, um, Ooh, yes, that you win. I've done. Uh, we I stumped got, him. I've got, we nothing. stumped him. We stumped him. Ladies and gentlemen. All right. Uh, spicy I believe, Mountain Dew. Spicy Mountain Dew. <laughs> That's what you get. You get the spicy Dew and I get to live a long life as a guy who referred to his kid <laughs> as a fuck trophy. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Papa Don't Preach. A big shout out to our producer, Blaine Pierre, Shannon Taylor, uh, Aaron Mostow, who does our music, and DNA, dropping those beats as usual. You guys, thank you so much. Go ahead, follow us on Instagram, like and subscribe our YouTube. The page is up. We're doing big things. This is Papa Don't Preach. Beanie Man. Hey, later, y'all. Later, y'all. <laughs> Come, puppet. Come, <laughs> puppet.